Eagles Sports Podcast. I'm Mark Titus. She is sweating, and her name is Charlotte Lauder. Why are you? You said this off air before we came on. You're just like, I'm sweating a lot. Right now. I'm so glad is there a we're story behind it. Leading with it. No, that's why it's weird. Like I went okay. for a walk this morning, and then I thought I'd cool down, but I put a different. I put a sweatshirt on because I was wearing the same shirt that I've been wearing for the past four days. And I was like, I'm gonna dress up for the podcast and put a sweatshirt on, and uh, now I'm yeah. just warm. You did what I did for our live show, where uh, yes. I I ended up wearing a black sweatshirt and jeans <laughs> in Los Angeles at like four o'clock, and uh, mistakes were made. And I just yeah, that's uh, we were in direct sunlight for anyone who didn't yeah. see that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How are I you was doing? Sweating o- a lot then too. How are you doing otherwise? Is there anything you want to talk? Like you know, it's the 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 podcast. Um, the, the podcast playbook says we got to do a little chit chat, a little small talk. We can't just dive right in. I, people don't like that, Charlotte. People don't like yeah. when you're like, welcome to the podcast. Let's talk about Afghanistan. And everyone's like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa. We, too much, right. too soon. Uh, you no, got to like kind of uh, small talk your way to the big issues. You know what I mean? I didn't see I didn't see an Afghanistan <laughs> reference coming right off the bat. But, uh, you know, Mark, I've been having one of those weeks where I was like, I'm this feels like when we started this last summer when we were like everything is awful can we have can we carve out like a fun little moment and uh, I've been really looking forward to this because um, everything feels kind of awful so I was like let's just let's have fun can we just have fun top five most awful things happening in the okay. world right now uh, first of <laughs> all bad first. hair day for both of us <laughs> yeah oh man um Okay, well let's let's figure out what we're gonna talk. Let's cheer you up, okay. Charlotte. That's the goal for for today. We're gonna cheer Thank you up. So I have a long list of topics, um, and and you can uh, probably not talk about them. Some of these, some of these are better than others. Number one, uh, did you watch the Field of Dreams games? It feels like a it feels like a lifetime ago. This was last week, so I understand a lot of people listening are like, "What the mm-hmm. hell wasn't that?" But the way the schedule works out, we're recording this on we record on Wednesdays. The game was last Thursday, so I understand it feels like a long time ago, but uh, it's still in our news cycle. Did you watch? Yeah. What, what were your thoughts as a hater of the movie? And oh, someone who said this movie on. sucks. What were your thoughts about the film? Give me a little credit, <laughs> man. Uh, I thought it was pretty, you know, it was one of those things where it ended up being pretty magical. Like, I think the yeah. fact that it was a really good game uh, was very, very helpful for the entire experience. But, like, there's something about a cornfield that is just i mean i don't know did, did it speak to you yes cornfields and baseball I, th- I think that's what the whole movie is why it yeah. works like when you when you mentioned last week that the movie's kind of stupid if you read like the wikipedia plot summary you're like what the hell is this movie <laughs> uh but really what the plot summary should just say is baseball and cornfields which yeah. is the the two images of americana those those are the mm-hmm. two things right there and they're also timeless charlotte no matter what yeah. changes in this world a thousand years from now, we'll probably, probably, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but a thousand years mm-hmm. from now, fingers crossed, baseball and cornfields will probably still be around in this country. I'm hopeful because, listen, there's nothing better than being a little kid wandering through a cornfield where, yeah. you know, I mean, I will say though, mazes, corn mazes, I know they had one at the Field of Dreams. Um, I have been in one of those before and it is low-key terrifying. Like I was, I got extremely lost yeah. by myself once in a corn maze, <laughs> well, and you know, I was like, "This no, is no, where I die." Yeah, did you know more people die in cornfields every year than like from shark attacks? And they're a handful. And I, I forget what it. the other one. Oh, I stop it! Know. You got I. You almost got. We should. Me. There are people that die. I mean, those are stories coming out of the middle. There, there are people that happens a lot actually. Wait, really? Like a lot, a lot in the sense of, like it's happened 
many it, like I, I know multiple times of, that it's happened. I mean, because that is something that you do starting up for fun, and it's you know yeah. I think that we were saying that it was a romantic film about a romantic movie, and it's a you know very corny if you will mm -hmm. but you know they earn it in the end um and i think that there's something about cornfields that are romantic and fun and i can't think of anything worse than perishing because you wanted to go <laughs> walk like, your way yeah. you know like that's pretty here's dark. a here's an idea that's probably already happened so this is me okay. uh re reinventing something that already exists um a horror movie where it's like 12 angry men where it's filmed all in one room except the horror movie it's like all filmed in the same cornfield and it's just like two hours in one cornfield no and there's not even a villain it's just like a guy is in there it's like blair witch project type stuff where guys just got a selfie stick and he's like i don't know how to get out where that's the most claustrophobic horrifying i would be i couldn't watch it i couldn't watch it i couldn't do it um, uh, all right what did so you think, though? i i liked it i it, obviously it was awesome and i i, I appreciate that mlb juiced the ball um and juiced the corn <laughs> and did everything else they needed to do to make the game awesome that was a, I gotta that was a nice you, touch those sunsets man mm -hmm. midwest sunsets is that a thing like am i do i just not know about this because that was pretty a pretty spectacular they, i think mlb juiced the sky too i mean <laughs> in the summer the sun definitely comes out but yeah that's what like people were talking about midwest sunsets uh because yeah the, the imagery was amazing um but all i could think was like man i i i remember like five sunsets from my life yeah, growing up. it's just like great well, also living in la now you get really incredible yeah and sunsets so i mean the, a cornfield is an ocean of sorts one could argue right right yes i'm with you they both have waves <laughs> yes you can surf uh, i don't know that's I'm about it breathing. um the uh the the image of the midwestern sky for me like if i'm picturing the midwest it is mm -hmm. the opening scene of making a murder where there's like canadian <laughs> geese flying and the sky is into a gray sky uh, <laughs> and it's like sad music and i'm like that is that that's that's home to me baby <laughs> oh dear god i oh, love man. mark one of my favorite things about you is that you really know how to surprise me <laughs> like you can come out of left field as it were you can come out of the left cornfield which is go. something i am not expecting and i really i really appreciate that about you i'm not uh, kidding okay, that's, a, that's like that's like nostalgia for me when i was watching maker murder i'm like i know i'm what i'm supposed to be taking away from this but yeah. at the same time like man that looks like home <laughs> anyway <laughs> there it is. uh i i imagine you don't want to talk about the fight at the rams game between the, the the people are talking we don't need it. we just skip past that one i think we can bounce that i All think right, we can just, i think there are more interesting things happening okay. i also want to say that i love when you come with a list of things um yeah. because i think you're better at organizing events than i am yeah because I, I come in and i'll just be like bouncing on all, and but a list really helps me a so list please, yeah please continue all right so the, here's here's another story i saw that i definitely don't want to talk about i just want to bring uh the headline to your attention because mm -hmm. This was this was a headline that I stopped like three different times and it was just like what? <laughs> so stick with me here. Team USA paintball. That's where I stopped number one. I was like, yeah. Wait, what? Do you know the story? No. Okay. I didn't even know the Team USA paintball. Right. So I okay. stopped right there. I was like, wait, what? Team yeah. USA paintball player kicked off team. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> for shaming child. What? <laughs> COVID patient. Huh? On TikTok. That's the headline. Oh my God. <laughs> team USA paintball player kicked off team for shaming child COVID patient on TikTok. This is, I, 
<laughs> you could not. I there is no world in which I would have guessed any of that. Did you read the article? Did not read the article. Don't <laughs> want to read the article. Don't want to know anything else about the story. That's the headline that is perfect and how ridiculous it is. Like yep. I, I, you know, I, I what? <laughs> That's just what I. Get. That is no, a novel. The, that is a novel of a headline where I'm just like, what a story. That is. <laughs> that's a short, that's a screenplay, actually. Yeah. That's an entire movie in that headline. I think uh, that we, um, any, the, the one thing I would actually like to get to the bottom of, though, is Team USA Paintball, because what if there's a paintball hall of fame that we can visit? Whoa. That's the Great only, call. that's, that's the fun and funny part of that. What is that I, what would, do you think, I would spend time diving into? What is the first name of the greatest paintballer of all time in the Hall of Randy. Fame? Randy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hands down. <laughs> <laughs> the, it, the, it's like Randy, like Randy Marlback or something. Randy where Marlback. you know, it's not even you're not even sure it's a real name. He's a but... gator hunter on the side. Like he's, he's he's hunting gators. He's from and Florida he's, for sure. Yeah. And in his spare time, he picked up paintball, and he became great at it. Uh, all right, so we won't talk about that. I just want to bring that headline to your attention. There's this story I saw uh, in Japan that mm -hmm. a mayor in Japan is has has come under fire. He's he's facing scrutiny uh, as as leaders do, you know, as as, as politicians. To do. Yes, this happens from mayor's time to time. What has he done, Charlotte? I'll tell you what he's done. Uh, he he took off his mask during a uh, gold medal. One one of the one of the people from this town in Japan was on the Japanese softball team that beat America and won gold the gold medal for Japan. So she show they're doing like a big thing where the mayor and her are, are showing off the gold medal. The mayor takes the gold medal. He pulls mm -hmm. his mask down and he bites it because he wants the photo oh. op of him <laughs> biting the gold medal. And he has now come under fire because uh, people are losing their minds about like just the the imagery of like in, in this time of a pandemic, the guy took right. his mask off and just like made out with this woman's That's, <laughs> metal <that> is, and <laughs> oh my god, optically like I truly you can't design a more like I can't think of a a more not harmless because there are definitely ways in which that could have been harmful, but you know it's not a scandal in the typical right. politician scandal sense. It's just like I can't think of a worse optic right now. Yeah, like right. his PR team. The minute he did that, they're just like, oh. Yes, yes. Like, like uh, yeah. I would love. To, I would love to see him at the uh, politician scandal summit where like all the all the the disgraced politicians yeah. meet up and they talk about their scandals and they're just going around the circle like talking about he's the like, sex crimes uh, they've committed and like right. the, the the atrocities they've committed and then he's like yeah i bit a gold medal <laughs> they're like <laughs> when though and he's like 2021 they're like ooh, 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 yeah. ooh. <laughs> biting metals uh, in general is something that always seemed really unpleasant to me because you know have you ever like oh i can't even say it without like cringing have you ever like accidentally bitten tinfoil or something oh yeah that's, i mean that's yeah yeah bad. yeah so i'd yeah. always felt sort of like not ideal have, to me that happens to me a lot when i go to chipotle because i'm an idiot and i just get like oh, too hungry eat. and i'm like peeling it off and i like don't yeah. you eat the burrito wrapper yeah like we yeah. said like we said earlier about like our lives are probably a little too easy where we complain about bad hair days. Uh the the same thing happens to me when I bite into the foil at Chipotle where like I pretend like I've been shot in the chest. <laughs> I just what? I take the bite and then I just drop like everything out of my mouth and I'm like Ugh! <laughs> like back up. I'm sure everyone looking at me is like You just go like full little kid. Yeah. You just regress completely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
mean, I will say, you know, this is also something interesting that I'd love to talk to a dentist about. But if you had, you know, I feel like at some point during our childhood, maybe around the time that we were like, you know, 10 or 11, I don't know if you had cavities, but I am prone to cavities. And there was a shift from metal fillings to the white ones um, that didn't hurt your teeth as really? much as you ate aluminum. Okay. okay. Yeah. I have weak teeth. Uh, and so I just, I would love to, that's something I could dive into the Wikipedia page of. Oh, what are, what are cavities? Like I, I always thought cavities and this is, mm -hmm. this is just dumb, like kid thinking that just stuck with you. Cause like, it's probably what my parents told, you know, it's probably like one of those deals where their parent, you know how like your parents probably, maybe they didn't, but my parents would always tell me like, you can't, it's illegal to have the light on inside a car, a moving car. So like if yes. my brother and I were like trying to read. And we turned the light on. My dad would be like, it's illegal. As I've gotten older, I found out my dad just couldn't really see. It was just like, nonsense in the back. Cut it out. You know, like that, that was his. So he's like, it's illegal, Mark. It'll go on your permanent record, you know. Um, the same thing with cavities. I was always led to believe that cavities, like you got cavities because you didn't brush your teeth enough. So like when kids in my school would say like, I had to get a cavity filled. I was like, disgusting, dude. Like, I know. Your, how about some hygiene? No, see, that was my deepest shame because that was a, a the myth that was propagated. I asked yeah. a dentist because I was like, why, why do I like I brush my teeth? I swear, I floss, I I use fluoride, I try to do all the right things, and I still come in here with cavities. And she was like, some people just have weak teeth. I, was like, I don't know what's worse. I don't know if I'd rather just be dirty or be the girl with weak teeth. But no, that is definitely a, a something that I grew up saying. So I was very embarrassed whenever I would come back to school after the dentist, and like half my face was Novocaine, and I couldn't drink in my milk or whatever. You know, like it was a tough time. You're gonna have to sit down with your kids and have the talk of like just so you know the genetics i passed on to you you uh you suffer from weak teeth this will yeah this look kids problem. i'm really i'm sorry for all the neuroses <laughs> and the weak teeth The weak teeth. but you might uh, have great hair who knows just there talking. you go there you go uh all right oh, uh wait, something what? that i wanted to tell you that um i should have dropped into the chit chat remember how a few weeks ago when we were talking about halls of fame or maybe last week was that last week that was last week yeah okay wow well <laughs> <laughs> last week when we were talking about halls of fame and we we're talking about transportation museums um and i said that i am a four-year-old boy because i enjoy trains and cars and planes boats and, and planes yeah, and stuff yeah i stayed up until one in the morning the other night uh researching military aircraft oh my god mark i I was I was oh on like God. I was on Wikipedia pages. I was on government websites. I was looking at, and then I ended up just on like videos of people in first class of like various airlines. Oh my God! And I looked up, and it was one a.m. And I was like, I have been doing this since eleven thirty. Oh my God! And so I just wanted to bring that full circle <laughs> so that everyone knows that I was actually serious. That is, uh, that, that is, that's amazing. That's, that's, it's a little surprising if we're being honest, like you don't seem like the, like if we, if, if you asked our audience, like one of the hosts of the show spent a lot of time looking into a military aircraft, which, which one of the hosts was it? I don't yeah. think most people would pick you. I don't think it'd be pacifist East coast elite. Charlotte, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, here we are. No, I actually, weirdly in college, I 
my parents joked that my major I majored in history and they were like your major was just 20th century disasters like I wrote my thesis <laughs> on Vietnam like weirdly interested in war so that's another that's a whole other podcast maybe there's a maybe there's a corner for somebody to take that's like the good historian where like you, you don't talk to like you you give people history lessons and remind people but it's like always like the good stuff which like, oh, I guess is nice but I, I guess there is no good history. Yeah, there. it's tough. It's, it's tough out there. No, you know what? There were a few. Um, no, you yeah. know I don't have any. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry for that digression, but that felt uh, like a. a no, PSG it's good. I, I, for the record, for the record, I, I, I don't think you're too crazy to be into that stuff. Like I, I'm the same way. Like I go to you, you, you see the beach that I go to. I've, I, you've been to the beach with me over mm -hmm. here, at Marina Del Rey. Uh, it, the, the LAX is close, and they, um. Mm. It's close-ish, uh, close enough to where like the planes when most of the planes when they leave LA they like take over take off over the Pacific Ocean and then do a U-turn yes. if they're going east. Uh, so if you're sitting on the beach, you can just look to your left and you just see plane after plane taking off. And like there's something about just sitting there, like and, and also the the boats are coming out of the marina, and I can yes. just like sit there and just like watch boats and planes. I and I can't help myself, good. Charlotte. It's an yeah. instinct. If there's a big one, I just point. And I'm like, well, that's a big boy. <laughs> I say that all the time to nobody. I just just to myself. I'm like, wow, that's a big boy right there. <laughs> Listen, I think there were about 25 minutes at least of our time on the beach where both of us were just like staring at moving <laughs> yeah. objects. We're like, oh, cool. Like, also, look at that one boat. of my wow, <laughs> wow, one look of at my that best friends had an apartment in New York that was that looked at the water, and on Sundays the cruise ships would leave new york and i would get all these videos of cruise ships and it was i'm very sad she moved because that was my favorite i look forward to that anyway uh, anyway what else uh, is on right. your list? so th let's th there's that there's also this story which uh uh we we've we've touched on a little bit cricket on the show we've never really yeah. done a cricket deep dive and i just want to call to your attention that india is playing england in cricket right now um and uh, by right now i mean like i don't really fully understand like is the series gone? I don't. But anyway, England, India demolished England in cricket, but it was like match one of this series. Our cricket match is like six weeks long. I, I, Charlotte, this was the point: is that like I realized with a lot of sports, if I know nothing about it, I can fake it. You know, yeah. like uh, some of the, like that's what happens with the Olympics. You know, like I watch like the canoe slalom event. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on, but then within five minutes. Like if someone, if I was just like watching it and then like a buddy walks into the living room, like, what are you watching? I'm like, oh, Canoe Solemn. So here's the deal. Like they got like <laughs> third, you know, and then I'll start explaining the sports to them. Like I'm a genius. Yeah. And the whole reason I want to bring this up is that we, we've talked about cricket before. And I, I saw that India smoked England in cricket or is in the process mm -hmm. of smoking England. And I was like trying to like read about like how historic this is. Like what, contextualize this for me, please, cricket yeah. media. Yeah. And I came away more confused than when I started. And I, I, I just, this, this is the entire article I found on Fox, by the way, foxsports.com okay. wrote about this. Wait, really? We had somebody write about this, Charlotte. This is, I'm going to read the entire I'm article for you. <laughs> Tell me what you can pull from this article. Here's the entire article. Okay. It's not long. It's only like four. It's, it's, it's really not long at all, but here we go. India's pacemen impressed with both bat and ball as Virat Kohli's side thrashed England by 151 runs in the second test at Lords on Monday. Not a single. Okay. okay. No <laughs> Sounds idea. like India, India won big. India's pacemen. Say that one more time. India's pacemen. India's pacemen impressed with both bat and ball as Virat Kohli, which is, uh, I believe, the, the manager's name. 
As okay. Byron Coley's side thrashed England by 151 runs. That sounds like a lot. That sounds like a lot. In the second test at Lords on Monday. Victory gave India a 1-0 lead in a five-match series after just their third win in 19 tests at the home of cricket, followed by a rain-marred draw at Trent Bridge. England set 272 to win in a minimum of 60 overs on the last day. We're, we're dismissed for 120, their latest collapsed. They were in dire straits at 1-2 one, one to two after Jasprit Bumrah and Mohammad Shami removed openers Roy, Rory Burns and Dom Sibley for not apiece. <laughs> I, <laughs> this is the last line. Uh, fellow paceman Mohammad Siraj then followed up with a 4-32, to 32, a return that saw him end the match by bowling number 11 James Anderson to seal an India win that followed their 1986 and 2014 test, triumph, tri test triumphs at Lourdes. That was the article. I read okay. that. I was like, what? I'm laughing because I that might as well have been the manual for how to fly a spaceship. Like, yeah. I, I think I would understand how to fly a spaceship more than I understood what any of that was. And I'm, I'm not laughing at cricket. I'm laughing at how little we can... It, I didn't know it was possible to know this little about yes. a sport after working in sports for this long. Yes, this was the point. It was like, I read this headline. I was like, oh, I'm going to talk about this. I thought, like, this would be a fun bit. I'll come on. I'll be like, Charlotte, you know, India smoked England. And then I'll start talking like I know the sport and right. see if our Charlotte, like, can tell that I have no idea what I'm talking about, whatever. And then I read the article and I was like, what? Can't even this? fake it, man. Can't even fake it. So, um, anyway, that's going on. I don't even on. know what... I, I couldn't I couldn't use any of those words in a convincing sentence. You know, I'd be like the test. Like I don't know I don't know where to start. I the test could be the ball for all I know. <laughs> you know, what is like, I don't even. Uh, that's incredible. So there you have it. In, uh, I mean, we've talked about cricket in terms of they played in a cave once in the slate yeah. mines. Do you remember that? But uh, we haven't actually taken the time to try to understand it. So that you know. I I think like I wanted to hypothetically someday do a cricket show and then I read that and I was like, <laughs> no, oh man. my god, dude! I'd rather if talk we about icing was bad. We... Yeah, <laughs> I'd rather talk about astrophysics, honestly, because I yeah. I'm not even kidding. All jokes aside, I read a book. Uh, I read the Stephen Hawking uh book that he a brief history of everything. Yeah. Um, last summer, I I uh, I obtained like one percent of what was in that book, but I I feel like now I understand that more than I understand cricket. <laughs> I generally understand that more than cricket. <laughs> Did he get into string theory at all? Uh, yes, yes. I was I I've remember, always been but... fascinated, but maybe I'll read that book. We're gonna you have should. a lot of time on planes this fall, so maybe I'll just you know try to get smarter. You should. It is uh that it was it was an unbelievable. I should reread it. I should just read it every summer. Should we read it because you had Mark's Big Brain Book Club. Yeah, that. the idea was Big Brain Book Club. Uh, I was doing this um on Instagram. I should bring that back by the way. That was you. You can join I mean, Charlotte. I what if we did it together? To. Um, and I would I was the idea was like the world was on fire and all of us were just staring at our phones. So like, what if we all like picked a book? Yeah. make us smarter put our phones down and try to like learn something through this pandemic and the first few weeks it was going well because like hawking's like setting up like all right so here is an atom and here is the universe and here's the and you're like yes yes i remember some of these words and then like right around chapter four or five the wheels fall <laughs> off and like i remember doing these live streams and like the viewing numbers just tanked like i start i had a handful of friends that were reading with me yeah. And uh, they, even them, like, I, like they would text me before the meetings or like, be sure to talk about this. I like, cause there were some smart people that were in my meetings I was doing. Yeah. And uh, they're like, be sure to ask the smart people that join you. Like what this meant, this meant, this meant. And then by about week four, like all my friends stopped texting me. 
and everyone was out and i was like still chugging through like trying to i don't know anyway i think we uh, should have we should have the people's the people's book club because like if we're gonna be on the road so much this fall like we should carve out 20 minutes to like hop on an instagram live and be like here's that's, the not, that's actually not a horrible idea i would that's do that. a pretty good idea I, right but i do want it to be i i love the idea of it being like big brain type yes. stuff where it's like us two idiots are leading the club where we're like all right so let's here's let's, what we can do we can find yeah. a book on string theory yeah. Really, really, just like you know, really. I don't know. We'll we'll look into this because I've been reading a lot more recently because I Same. was like I can't stare at I'm, my phone. I'm reading a book right now uh, called Cadillac Desert. Can't recommend it enough. Um, okay. It is about. It, it was written in like the 80s or 90s, I think. So it's a little old-ish, but like the themes are. It's very relevant to today because it's all about the water crisis in the West. Oh God, yeah. And um, it is insane because like the first hundred so like uh, the first half of the book at least like I'm, I'm only about halfway through but uh it is all about like how los angeles and california the how basically how the west was settled using reservoirs and like all the politics that went into it where like la stole water to like create la like the whole thing is wild i'm it's all about going. okay i'll read anyway, that and then we can have a book club on that it's about water wars and all anyway all right moving on. The, yeah yeah we'll have a book club. we should just read a book about cricket just like literally the rule book of cricket that's about it i don't know there was there's hard knocks too are you watching hard knocks you know i i skimmed through the first two episodes because yeah. um i didn't find it i think i liked the rams one because um i thought that sean mcveigh was like a kind of a eccentric guy enough to carry it and i liked that there were two different teams because it really kept my attention a little bit more the cowboys one yeah. um i'm interested in dak's you know rehabilitation of his ankle and i'm interested in the other characters um but it felt a little bit slower to me than that it feels like jerry know. jones is i mean I, I think he literally is getting like last call on edits and stuff and it's yeah. a little like yeah and I'm there's not, sure. not a ton i watched it and i was sort of like okay like yeah. great practice boys yeah um really? i do have a did you did you watch any of it because I, I have a few things that i took away i watched the first one and then i was going to watch the the last night's episode uh mm -hmm. this morning and then I, like kind of what we're talking about i was just kind of like i don't know i don't know if i care enough i'll, I'll get around to it i'll probably watch it in a few days but the, the first one the only notes I had was that Lee Schreiber, uh, first of all, unbelievable narrator, obviously, is Incredible. like perfect job. But um, it's funny to hear him. Sometimes I, I, I picture Lee Schreiber not like reading in a studio into a microphone, like what was written down for him. And I picture his narration is like his takes. He's like, it was <laughs> like the Cowboys' offensive line was not good enough last year. That's something that Mike McCarthy, you know, like, and I, it, whatever it is, and I, I just always picture like Leo Schreiber is the one like interjecting you know, his own takes. Now that you say that, I do too. When he said, um, I forget what player it was. It was this week's episode. He was like, he certainly has a way with words. I, yeah. I imagine that being like Leo Schreiber's. He was like, this is really how I feel about this. this yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. like no one scripted this for me. I'm just letting you know. I do. I my he was my first note as well because I realized. Every time when his voice comes on, it feels it is perfect, but it also feels hilarious that he's talking about football. It sounds like he should be narrating Planet Earth yeah. or a nature documentary. Yeah. And and yeah. then he's like, the blocking was good. And you're like, yeah. oh, sorry, it's oh, it's football. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, that was I, I also my other note was that there's always 
I love the tropes of hard knocks. There's always the overeager rookie. There's yeah. always the player coming back from an injury. There's always the sort of controversial player yeah. that they give a very human edit to. You know, it really like it follows. There's always like a coach, beats. a coach mantra, like the, yes. the mojo moments we have this year with Mike McCarthy. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's always yeah something like that where you're like, I this is the lamest thing ever, but I don't know. I there's guess. also a a coach with a British accent. On this, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. year's hard knocks for, for the Cowboys, his name is Arden Dirty, I think. And uh, at one point, Jerry Jones in the in the episode, the most recent one, the second episode, he goes, um, he looks like he's from Arkansas, but he sounds like Winston Churchill. <laughs> and I was like, is that the only Brit you could think of? Yeah, like, it was yeah. the most unbelievable. I was like, is it because football is similar to war in terms of game plans? Or is this because that's literally the British person that you were who like? Would be yeah. The, yeah, who would be the funniest British person that he named? In, like in Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan, yeah. But Winston Churchill is Susan really Boyle. Awesome. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Susan. You're like, what? To Jerry Jones? <laughs> that's really good actually that's it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> um the, the, the only other thing i want to say from the first episode uh that was killing me was i, I don't know if you saw this where jerry jones like obviously the mcgriddle thing we talked about that but jerry jones there, there was this, this segment where jerry jones is doing the press conference mm -hmm. um and he's talking about how badly he wants to win a super bowl and all that and the way they edited it looked like no i mean Th th there was there was no one else talking during the whole thing so it, it, instead of, like we know in the press conference like someone would ask him a question then he answers it so so the way it's edited is it looks like jerry jones is just slowly losing his mind doing a monologue talking about how badly he wants to win the super bowl and he's crying and like no one else is saying anything and then they'll cut the reporters and the reporters look almost like bored like the uh, whoever edited that it was hysterical i was dying because like it, it, I understood what was going on, but like if right. you didn't, it, it just kind of, I don't know. I don't know if that makes no, any sense. It having does. no it, one else interject, you're just like, is Jerry Jones just slowly? It's like he's gone down this emotional spiral <laughs> thinking about getting into this. Yeah. Also, I read the, uh, I read the NFL website's uh, recap of that episode and they were like, <laughs> they were like, Jerry Jones, a man who is used to getting what he wants. You can see the hardship of 20 years of not winning just etched into his face or something and i was like you could this is like a, a, they're writing it like a greek tragedy yeah. like jerry jones is the patriarch of this fallen dynasty and um i appreciated that I, there's one thing i do respect about jerry jones and it's that he has billions of dollars he he owns the most the the the, the most uh valued franchise in all of professional sports across the world probably i don't mm -hmm. know i haven't looked at i haven't updated my forbes uh subscription feels right no, that feels right rankings are now celebrity um, networth.com so, yeah what does celebrity networth.com say about the dallas cowboys <laughs> uh and if i was him i would i would be interested in the team i would want to win a super bowl charlotte i would show mm -hmm. up on sundays for the games but that's about it. Like I would not, I would certainly not be in Oxnard, California at training. You camp. You wouldn't be like, at training camp. Getting into the nitty gritty, eating McGriddles and pouring salt and talking to Mike McCarthy about like, you know, the schemes we're running and all that. It'd be like, dude, figure it out. Win games. If you don't win, I'm going to fire your ass. Go get it. You know, I'll be like, I'll be in my Yorka. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I respect his yacht, too, to be honest. Like, yeah. when he did the draft in 2020 from the war room of his yacht, which was <laughs> yeah. just, like, a, an entirely a, a room covered entirely in white leather, which yeah. could have looked like, a you know, somewhere they locked people away in straitjackets, but instead looked like, you know, Command Central. Um, I think that it it is... It, there is something very funny about a man who will show up to practice when he could be 
he anywhere could be else. on his own. Literally anywhere else, yeah. So I, yeah. I, I at least respect him for that. He's very hands-on. And I think if I was a Cowboys fan, I'd be like, yeah, that's precisely the problem with the franchise. <laughs> but um, just as a bystander, I'm just like, dude, I would be doing literally anything else other than going to Oxnard, California for training yes. camp. If I was In Jones. August. In August. There are so <laughs> many other places doing. you could be in August. I also think there. that um, one of the coaches, and I don't remember his name, looks a lot like Jason Garrett their former head coach oh and um, is it uh uh is it tall skinny white guy i don't know it, maybe there are multiple of them um, is it foss is it john fossil fossil it's, it's fossil's son john fossil's son the dude that was the giants coach right i i don't know i i can't keep the fossils straight apparently because john know. fossil was the one who took over from jeff fisher when the rams fired jeff fisher so you know it's just like the coaching centipede goes yeah, on and on john, but, yeah it's, it's john fossil and then his what, what was his dad's name i thought he was john fossil i think it isn't that his isn't that him he's a special teams coach wait he wasn't the coach of the what wasn't his jim name? was his dad jim is who i'm thinking of yes there you, there have you it. go all right uh but john i never put this together he looks a lot like jason garrett so maybe jerry jones has a type <laughs> <laughs> is that it uh there's also point. this going on in the world maybe we should talk about this a little bit and, and yes. uh flesh this out um speaking of nfl training camps and NFL mm. preseason, a man by the name of timothy edward i don't know what his middle name is what, what's his middle name take a guess I, tim, tim tebow's middle name what's his middle name matthew yeah that's that seems right <laughs> i mean come on it's what edward, else could it it's be edward it's tim, tim it's tim tebow. it's either matthew paul john john matthew or... mark luke john there you go axe, <laughs> axe romans <laughs> maybe that's his middle <laughs> tim, yep it is tim matthew mark luke john axe Ro- <laughs> richard richard wow i didn't see that coming that feels a little too like anglophile to me wow timothy okay. richard is that his dad's name, maybe? Um, hmm. Oh, my computer's acting up. What's going on here? Yeah. Uh, Robert. His dad is named Robert Ramsey, Tebow II. And Robert Ramsey not... Tebow? Yeah. Pamela Elaine and Robert Ramsey are his. Uh... Okay. Uh, well, okay, Timothy... anyway, Timothy Richard Tebow. Timothy Richard Tebow uh, is no longer on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, he, he has been cut. Um, this is a story that has uh, <laughs> ricocheted around ricocheted. the Ripples are, are, are yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the NFL will never be the same again. Um, yeah, the, I, I don't know what else. What, what, how do we want to talk about this show? We want to talk about this this way because Tim Tebow is a figure in sports where I don't know that I've ever met someone who didn't have an opinion about Tim Tebow. When mm. I tweeted... Um, I had that tweet we talked about a few months ago when it was when he joined the Jaguars, where I said that he and I'm only quoting my own tweet here because there's a point to it. I promise. I'm not just telling you that I tweeted this. Um, I said, you know, Tim Tebow's proof that if you follow your dreams, you'll end up as a you'll win a Heisman, end up as a failed quarterback on the Broncos and then join the Mets minor league organization until you're a tight end with the Jack, you know, just sort of Mm -hmm. like a complete non take on it because everybody was coming out with takes and i had so many people mad at me they were like are you kidding me like he won a playoff game he was he wasn't failed and then there were also people being like how dare you make like he's just an entitled guy who failed up and you're saying he followed his dreams and i was like oh my god so you had this idea which i love is that we flip a coin 
mm-hmm. and and one of us has to defend him and one of us has to denounce him because yeah, I, I, it I think can that, go either way do you know what yeah I, mean? I think i think the reason people were hot at you charlotte is because you did you have to pick a side um that's true yes, of a lot yeah. of things but it's especially true of tim tebow you can't you can't be on the fence and just be like i don't know the guy like like when tim tebow gets signed by the jaguars you can't just say who cares he's gonna get cut right mid-august anyway before he ever plays a game which is exactly what happened if you say that everyone's like uh that's boring give me your right. take is he is he the like, worst no, that is, is he a hero you're like Which that's my take yeah. and they're like no though it's not that's no, not no, allowed no. we need to take so uh to 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 do this we're gonna we're gonna flip a coin figure out which one you of us is coin? going to be no, I actually don't, but I do have a I have the original Space Jam. <laughs> I swear. I opened my drawer to find a coin. I have no coins. I have the Space Jam soundtrack with my name with Titus written on it and my dad's it's handwriting. The C D ROM. I have seen that is a CD ROM. That is a an actual CD. I guess you not That's CD the soundtrack, that's yeah. not a DVD. It is the soundtrack from Space Jam. The Space Jam soundtrack. The uh, there it is. Oh my god, that's so that is that just made my day. Okay. There's the back for proof. But be very careful. Don't scratch okay. that. That's so um, I, I have no idea why this is in my. What other goodies we got in here? Let's figure this out. Yeah. Hey, see what else? Uh, I got receipts. I got an old cell phone in here. I don't know if that's what. Uh, Let me see it. Oh wow. Okay. A Galaxy S9 Samsung. Uh, Oh, did you have green bubbles for a while? I did. I was a green bubble guy. I don't know what else is. Why? Anyway, um, we'll we'll flip the Space Jam soundtrack. Do you want to? Do you want to go with the artwork as your thing, or or wait? So you, this will be for you. Let's say. Okay. If this comes up, the 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 picture, the actual artwork mm-hmm. comes up. Um, you are pro Tebow. Okay. And you're saying that uh, his his existence on the Jaguars was actually good, and here's why, and okay. everyone should leave him alone. And if it comes up with the the mirrored side where the actual data, you know what I mean, then you're anti Tebow. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Okay. I'm gonna flip it in here. Uh, you got the artwork. Am I pro Tebow? <laughs> you're pro Tebow. Go, go ahead, Charlie. You want to go first? <clears throat> okay. Yeah, I do. I've uh, listen. Anyone who says that Tim Tebow has failed, that he didn't deserve this opportunity, doesn't understand what it means to follow your dreams. Here is a man who won the Heisman. He went, he, Do you know how hard it is to win a playoff game in the NFL? Uh, you know, today's ring culture, everyone's like, you're nothing unless you've won. But really, think about how difficult it is to win in the playoffs. Tebow did it. He gets this horrible reputation, and then everyone makes fun of him for going to play baseball when he is really just pursuing another athletic dream. And think how, think what guts it takes to do something that you might not be the best at, that you know everybody is going to be talking about and dragging your name through the mud when all you're trying to do is hit dingers and make the Mets a better organization and be selfless in their pursuit of a World Series, finally. He could have brought glory to New York. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. So you have to admire the man for going to Florida to play football once again in a position he's never played. Everyone's making fun of the way he blocked. But if you think about it, at least he was out there. He put his body on the line. What have you done for your NFL team? Uh, Wrong. Uh, Everything you just said, I cannot disagree with more. Um, You talk about him following his dream, Charlotte. Pick a dream, Tim. What is your dream? 
what is it? Is your dream your ministry? Is it playing quarterback? Is it play? You're telling you're looking at me in a straight face and you're telling me that Tim Tebow's dream is to play tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Get out of here. It's not. Tim Tebow is about one man and one man only, and it's himself. That's all he's ever cared about. He wants to be in the spotlight. Why can I, why can this man not just let it go, Charlotte? Let the dream die. We don't even know what the dream is. We don't even know. The dream for Tim Tebow is to be to have people talking about him. That's the only dream he's ever cared about. He's a phony. He's a fraud. And and frankly, I think the fact that he was ever on the Jaguars uh, is is a slap in the face to all the, the 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 true football players that are grinding, that are giving it their all day in and day out, would do anything just to get one look, one look, just one opportunity, one moment. Would you capture or just let it slip? Palms just okay. Sorry, got a little carried away. Uh, everyone that wants just that one moment in time where like one person knows their name, one person gives them a shot, and instead. We're all talking about Tim Tebow trying to block as a tight end on the Jacksonville Jaguars practice squad. It's ridiculous. Uh, the, the whole thing has just been a publicity charade farce. I was pro Tim Tebow for a very long time up until we flipped this coin. Uh, and now I find myself in a position where I throw my hands up and I say enough is enough. If this guy really truly cared about all the things he says he cares about, he would have left when when he got cut the first time and he would have seen the writing on the wall. Everyone told him all along, Tim, you're not good enough to play quarterback in this league. He said, I disagree. I think I want a Heisman. And we're like, yeah, you want a Heisman in the past, Tim. That was a past. The future, I- has, there's no place for you. Give it up. Let other people play and, and ride off into the sunset and go do good things with all your money and, and your ministry and all that because that's what really matters. And if it matters so much, Tim, why don't you go do that? Mark, I cannot believe that a Midwestern man like yourself, who was brought up never to give up, to chase your dreams, to follow your heart, and look, that you can say that Tebow was doing something other than being selfless. He went back to Florida. He is a Florida man Mm. who went back to Florida to help his people. It turns out that he can't block to save his life, but man, he was out there. (laughs) I'm going to help my people with chop blocks in the preseason. I have brought. I think honestly, I think like, okay, we're back to regular who we are. I honestly think that I could have blocked better than Tim Tebow yeah, yeah. blocked. But honestly, I mean, that felt great. By the way, I felt we... it felt really nice because I know everyone was waiting for me to just like tear this guy apart for being. Yeah, I think I, entitled I, I to a chance, and I liked ha- I liked having the chance to like play the other side. Sports media feels good sometimes. I really I prepared for the pro Tebow take. I I really thought I was gonna end up being the pro guy, and then when it was anti, I didn't know really. It, it took me off. It, it caught me off guard. If but, I'm uh, being honest, same because my cons list, like my speech prepared for the cons, was really very detailed. So I just said the opposite of everything on my con <laughs> <laughs> um what hey what? all i'm saying mark i think we might have a future in this whole sports media thing dude this is this is this is how Give it us works, our fs1 it. show already should we we should do this with other stuff that was fun we should have yeah, done this with really simone nice. biles we should have done it and then <laughs> we that's actually honestly like that is probably the funniest way to talk about anything because like the whole point is that we have devolved into a binary there's yeah. only there's either right or wrong you're either right or you're wrong and yeah. when we try to talk about things with nuance, it's actually funnier if we just let's do let's yeah. have a segment. Well, sometimes let's find next week to to debate club over. The funniest part about Tebow and Simone Biles both is that in my mind, it, the nuance isn't even. Re- I mean, Biles is, is certainly much more of a impactful discussion given the, like mm-hmm. the, the stakes are higher and and whatever. But 
like ultimately i don't even think there needs to be nuance i think it's just like this happened this is a thing that happened i don't think it's really, like simone biles is like i i can't do this right now and we're like okay cool that's and that's it there's that right it's like of, you should really just accept it at that and like it yeah. shouldn't have spun into this and the same thing with the tebow it's like tim tim tebow's cut your thoughts and i'm like sounds like tim tebow's cut that's my thoughts right. <laughs> like, also, it, guy that's never played tight end kind of sucked at tight end i mean i don't know what it's else. also kind of thing where also it's just like he didn't end up taking anyone's spot like yeah. maybe he took someone's spot for a chance to try out which you know that sucks it's but disgusting also... and immoral and i have a lot of problems <laughs> with yes i agree sure <laughs> I, I don't know. Me personally, I, I have cared about I, – I have I have famously – and you can check the tapes on this. I have cared about fourth-string tight ends going back years and years. Every year you? in the preseason, I'm breaking down who, yeah. which fourth-string tight ends are getting opportunities. Yeah, um, I read that Grantland games. article yes. in 2014. Yes, so this disgusts me that Tim Tebow is taking a spot from a guy that I definitely cared about before Tim Tebow. <laughs> do you know what, though? Do you know what blows my mind about this whole thing? Which isn't – this isn't a take. I don't have a take about it. I'm just astonished. You could not pay me to go the, to go out somewhere and earnestly try to be good at something that I know I will not be even close yeah. to the best at. Like, I want to know – I would love to ask Tim – what was your end game? And not in a PR way, like in, in just like a it be, I would love to hear the psychology behind what he thinks that he was going to get out of doing this. Like, is it just that he does want his name to be in the mix? Because if so, yeah. then like, great. But I think it's, I, I don't know whether to admire or not admire the fact that he's trying to be at tight end. Like he right. knew it wasn't going to work. Right. Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah, right. And I, I guess I guess my point, like when I was doing the shtick about hating him, yeah. and then I heard myself talking, I was like, it's actually not the worst point in the world. No, it's like, Te- I actually thought that you were onto a lot of things. If Tim Tebow wasn't an athlete and say he was like a quote-unquote entertainer, and we had this mm-hmm. like entertainer who was hot in 2008, and, and now fast forward to 2021, and this guy is like trying to rap, and he's trying to like, star in a reality show and he's just like doing too much we would all kill him we'd be like dude pick a lot like what are you even trying to do here you're like so obvious and he starts like a youtube channel where he's doing this and then he's like got this podcast and and it's like dude no one cares leave it up like we would all kill him for it but tim tebow uh is we're i guess like a hero for not giving up his dream but like in all honesty his dream is not to play for the jagger so what is is the end game that is that is a good question what is the end game i guess the like i really don't understand yeah well, what does he do I next? Will, yeah. What What is next? What, okay, what, what so, does Tim Tebow have up his sleeve? Where, where do you go from here if you're Tim Tebow? Well, we are going to do something today that we've never done before, which is that we each have a different list, um, a different top five list, because mm-hmm. I did the homework wrong, if I'm being perfectly honest. And I thought that we were coming up with the top five things that Tim Tebow did next, when in reality we were doing something different, which we will get to in a minute, and I'm not going to spoil it, that Mark's list is... Mark did the homework right, but we're mm-hmm. going to do mine anyway because it ties into this. And then, Mark, you can tell me what I got wrong. Okay. The list that I did was the top five. The, if I were Tim Tebow's PR person, if I were oh, in yeah. charge of rehabbing his image, of being like, here's what you have to do next. These are the top five options I would offer him. And I've ranked them. So this is like the, the last one that I would suggest. I'd be like, Tim, I think you should try being a golf pro. Because he could, hear me out, I've thought this through, he could stay in Florida, Yeah. he could get, he could work at a country club near Gainesville, 
So he would be a hero. He would be a huge draw for the country club. So he could probably get a lot of money um, yeah. from sponsorships in terms of just, and, and as a golf pro, like I'm sure he knows how to play golf decently enough. Like you don't actually, you can get away with not really knowing how to play golf. No offense to all the golf pros out there, but like if you, a lot of your job is sort of hanging out, you know, like you need to be good at talking to people. And I think that he would be good at that. He, yeah. he can be charming on television. Um, and that he would bring, he could turn it into sort of a shtick and he could like tweet as Tim Tebow, the golf pro. And I think that even people like me who think he's, who aren't his hugest fans yeah. um, would begrudgingly like it. Okay. Um, my, my one question is how does he stay in the public? Like just tweet, tweeting? How do we, how do we keep his Q score up with him running a golf? Well, that leads course. me to my fourth Point, okay, go which ahead. I think actually ties into the fifth one. The fourth option is he could go on a reality show or he could start his own. And I think that there's a lot to work with okay, if you did a yeah. reality show on Tim Tebow, the golf pro. It also rhymes. There you go. <laughs> Tim Tebow, the golf pro. So, you know, either that or he could like really pivot and do. Um, I mean, he, I don't think The Bachelor, I think he's engaged or married or something, but if he um i'm yeah. trying like he could start doing like cooking shows or something you know he could really i think he needs to either throw everyone for a loop or like lean into football and these are the throw people for a loop ones i like that uh the, the reality show of him <laughs> running a golf course <laughs> and teaching people how to play golf <laughs> you'd watch that i would watch right? it. i actually I would, mean, yeah that'd be pretty good well no well, what, what if like one of the elements of him being the golf pro in his reality show is uh anger management <laughs> that he deals with people that are like losing their minds on golf courses and cussing and throwing clubs. And he has to like calm them down and be like, Jesus still loves you. Yes, exactly. Let's not lose sight of that. Um, let's, let's channel our anger elsewhere. Like let's figure out, you know, and he helps people find their Zen. <laughs> I love that. He'd be like, take the golf club, hold it to the sky for the lightning rod of your anger, yes. channel it through, let it ground you yes. and move on. Yes. <laughs> And we good. hear about we hear about like a thousand golfers that have been electrocuted on Tim Tebow's golf <laughs> course. Oh man! Oh, every once in a while, we do this show. I feel like I break for a minute. Like you know, we'll be really on, and then you say I, something, and I'm like, "This isn't podcast Charlotte anymore." I see the like, headline now. Like you and I are coming on in three years to do a, a show, and I'm like, "Charlotte, how about this headline? Seven people electrocuted to death playing a round of golf with Tim Tebow." <laughs> we'd be <laughs> like, your thoughts?" We'd be like, "That is the we called that. <laughs> we really called it." Uh, okay, the third thing I think he could do is become a Peloton instructor. Oh, that's a good one. That's a great one. That is a great one for the same reason because he like Peloton instructors are sitting there motivating. I I don't want to step on your. I'll let you you like. No, 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 I, no, I just got exactly excited because right. the motivation, the the positivity at all times. The he's he's already in great shape. He he's got the 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 look down of yeah. I was he, hoping he that you would see I, – I wanted you to take this one, actually, because I yeah. was like, if you can see it as clearly as I can see it, it feels yeah. kind of like a no-brainer. I do think that another thing that he would have – Peloton instructors, they get kind of famous. Like, people get obsessed yes. with them. Yes. And I think that he could have a real – he could be, like, the Jesus Peloton instructor yes. guy who, even if you're not Christian, you're sort of like, 
I mean, I Charlotte, have my best rides with him. You know you, what I mean? Are you nuts? Like I, I'm a hundred percent. If I can go to church and do a Peloton yes. at the same time, I can kill two birds with one stone. Done. Get it I done. Mean, that's also a great freaking idea, Mark. Yeah. It's like, you should it's come like, up with religious exercise. Yes. I'll lead the Jewish services. You can lead the Christian Christ, ones. Yes. That, maybe, maybe, yeah, don't, don't let Tim Tebow do this. I'll do this. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll yeah. pre you preach from the, the saddle. As they call it. <laughs> <laughs> but the, I mean, that, that works like that. I wake up on Sunday morning. It's like, Hmm, church, the church service they usually go to starts in an hour and a half. I wanted to get a bike ride in. What do I do? What do I do? Boom. Answer. I take a Tim Tebow class and I skip church. As you said <laughs> that, I see like the nineties infomercial where like someone wakes up and bed and they're like yawning. They're like, and look at their watch and it's like 1029 and they're like, and then it goes like, why choose church or exercise when you could do both? And then it's like the guy pedaling and like praying at the same time. Who is your Peloton? I do not own a Peloton, but I have had access to Pelotons before. I've done like probably 10 to 20 rides in my entire life. So I have an answer, but who is your, have you done Peloton rides? Do you have a- No, I've never done Oh, you never even done one? Well, you said, you said like they get famous. I was, I was wondering if there's one that like, that no, people no. get obsessed with. Are you obsessed with any of them? I know okay. someone who knows someone who is one of the famous people, Alex. Oh, which one's Alex? I don't know, but I know like that he, I, he, his name has been brought up to me as someone that is in the orbit of. I, kn I know him if I saw him. Hang on. Alex. He's very famous. Yes. Oh, love yeah. Alex. I yeah. didn't know his name was Alex. I love yeah, Alex. Well, Alex is I didn't awesome. know I didn't know anything about him except I know that he's famous and I know that he's Oh, he's um, awesome. I love Alex. Yeah. So <laughs> I also think that maybe I could like is there any way we can get a brand partnership going with Peloton where I could try to be a a, an instructor <laughs> because I'm not terribly good at biking and I think that my motivational things would get super weird really quickly. And I would just want to see how long people hung in there with me. You know what I mean? Oh, like, what, yeah. what are the limits of this, of my farce, you know? But anyway. After every ride, and it's just like, I guess we could probably do that with this podcast. It's, it's one, of the, one, of, <laughs> one of the guys at Fox is going to email you and be like, actually, we noticed that at the 17 minute mark. <laughs> whenever Anytime you start talking, talking about airplanes, <laughs> everybody checks out. Uh, my Peloton, my, my guy is, uh, Dennis. I'm a, I'm one of Dennis, okay. Dennis's menaces. Um, I'm going to be I, honest. It means nothing to me. Dennis used to have a man bun. He cut it off. He is very corny. He's the guy who, uh, sings into the camera. Like he lip syncs the songs as he's writing and looks into the camera and like dances. Like he's very, very corny. But if you ever take a Dennis ride, Charlotte, mm -hmm. you'll, you'll, the, the moment you take a Dennis ride, you'll call me immediately. Cause you'd be like. I just, I just, I get a, it now. Yeah. Like th that, that's the guy that you're trying to be. Can we put <laughs> like, a rider just... in our, in our college football tour that we need a Peloton? We did Peloton. With the equipment. <laughs> in every hotel like, room, I did hilarious. a Peloton. <laughs> I, uh, uh, anyway. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll try to do Moving on. a Dennis run. All right. Yeah. Uh, my number two is he should be an NFL broadcaster because I think that if he is surprisingly great, like uh, Tony Romo, because Tebow has been on television, like he knows how to talk on camera. Yeah. He's not bad at it. Um, and he's always done sort of college football stuff. But I think that if he goes right to the big leagues and he can be yeah. self-deprecating about like, well, my time as a tight end, you know, I think that he could really rehab his image. Yeah. I think there's, there's, I, I, I agree, but 
there, there's something about it. Like if you played, I I, I guess like uh, maybe I'm I'm projecting too much, but like there, there's like a there there if you played. People want him to be a college commentator because he won the Heisman. So, like, when he mm -hmm. talks, they're willing to listen to him. And I'm worried that, like, if he's talking about the NFL, people are like, who cares? This guy sucked. But then also, I sucked at basketball, and I talk about college basketball. No, 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 no. So, maybe I'm just, you... like, projecting my own insecurities onto this Tim Tebow <laughs> NFL broadcaster situation. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. First of all, that's always a possibility. Second of all, um, I think that you might be right, but I wanted to say something different from just college. It, it would be hilarious though if he if he only talked about his like like he was an NFL broadcaster and he never once mentioned like quarterback play, you know, <laughs> and like Jim Nance. He only talked. He just talked about tight ends as though he was like the expert on tight ends. Yeah, they're like J Jim Nance throws it to him and they're like, "What is uh, what is Mahomes thinking here, Tim?" He's like, "I'm not really sure, but uh, you know, Kelsey on this play, I think is." <laughs> he was like, honestly. Never been there. Couldn't, couldn't put myself in his shoes, however. Uh, well, this brings me to my number one thing, which is that I think that, and this is a serious, I'm serious about this. I think that if Tim Tebow wants to salvage um, what is left of his athletic reputation, he needs to become an assistant college football coach at Florida. Yeah. Like, I, that I, I is the right. ultimate. Yeah. I think he comes back and he, uh, I, I don't know what he's coaching, but it can't be like offensive coordinator or defensive coach. It needs to be like something very specialized and like sideline coach or just like, he's literally the minister of culture. That's what uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey is for Texas. And then Tim yeah. comes back and he's like, I'm the minister of culture. And they're like, oh God. <laughs> what does that yeah, mean? They're like, mm. <laughs> what if Tim Tebow yeah. is just like the press conference guy and like the the Dan Mullen's the coach at Florida I believe uh he mm -hmm. after after games Dan Mullen doesn't go out there and and give press conferences he just lets Tim Tebow do it <laughs> he's, he's like the press secretary what if Tebow becomes like the SID yeah. at Florida and he's fielding all the media requests, and he's like, no, Charlotte, you can't talk to the mascot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what they have to do. They have to deal with me asking if I can talk to the mascot. Yes, um, yes. But so, yeah, that's my – That's is there anything I missed? What would you have put on there? I think I think the move, if, if I'm Tebow, is – I think he, he clearly, like, wants to be a, an athlete. And, it, and I don't know what's fueling that, if it's his internal desire, but, like, what's the end game? Because if he – like, he was never going to be one of the greatest tight ends. And, like, the you know, like, so I, I don't – was he trying to win a Super Bowl? I don't I don't know what's motivating him to try baseball and, and football, whatever, other mm -hmm. than just, like, he enjoys competition and enjoys being an athlete. And if, if he's trying to marry um, the idea of, like, wanting to be competitive and also, like, just win something – and he just has the desire to win. Why not go the Lolo Jones route and be the male Lolo Jones? It already he already had the Virgin Box check forever, which was like <laughs> what Lolo Jones was proud of. Um, and just try every sport in the Olympics, Charlotte. And he's just like wow. our Olympian, who's just like throwing. At, he's he's in Winter Olympic. You look up Tim Tebow is doing snowboarding now, and you're like, what the hell? He's doing he's, like aerial ski jumping where, yes. he, where he just leans forward on the skis. He's doing every Olympic sport because I, I think one way he wins with that too is that he gets all, all the haters, all the Tim Tebow haters out there have to cheer for him because he's representing the United States. So like all the people in this country who hate Tim Tebow, suddenly it's like, listen, man, if he wins, he brings glory to the country and we beat China yeah. and Russia. And like, that's pretty sick. And they're like, you can't point. not cheer for the American yeah. athlete. Right. Right. So I mean, I, even I though we had that. a whole long podcast a few weeks ago about yeah. how 
everybody is. But no, I think you're right. I think that that the only other one that I didn't put on there that I think probably could be an interesting move, um, but it doesn't seem really like what he's trying to go for is WWE. Yeah. But that I would... did, but it didn't feel, you know, like I would, I would put golf pro above yeah. wrestling superstar, to be honest. I, I just don't know that Tebow he's, has the. He's, he's kind of like, grit. he's cut from the same. Like, it, I feel like he's too John Cena already, you know? Like, mm -hmm. he'd be redundant. He, 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 totally. His character is basically just John Cena. But, like, That's John the, Cena, yeah. who was never a heel. Yeah. He's just... Like, he's only, like, the good guy. Yeah. That's, so. uh... Um, anyway, so... Gunderhead, <laughs> Gunderhead, has Tim Tebow been on Dancing with the Stars? Already? Oh. <laughs> I don't think he has. Doesn't it feel like he has? I want to say no, but I think he might have been I this is, either way like if we're this unsure then he might as well have been yeah yeah like yeah, i don't yeah, know yeah. i'm gonna hold on i'm gonna double check <laughs> this tim tebow dancing with the stars i <laughs> i can't there's no way to know tim tebow passed on dancing with the stars oh, he passed. That's what, in okay. 2012 he was offered did, it. Did that get intercepted too? <laughs> <laughs> he tried to pass on Dancing with the Stars. It was intercepted and he, and he showed up, up for Nightwing. He ended up on the show. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay. Hey, I want uh, to put a bow on the uh, yeah. Tim Tebow discussion. It's time yeah. for a, uh, a game that we love around these parts called CelebrityNetwork.com. More. Um, I, I I went to the trouble of of doing some research for you. Uh, as you know, Charlotte, I mm -hmm. I have been on on an OC kick. I've been watching the OC, making my way through the OC. I've also been playing a lot of uh, Tony Hawk video games because uh, Tony Hawk's been in my face a lot. Tell me, what's and... like how's 2004 treating you? Well, that was the point. Was I was gonna say I so my celebritynetwork.com is very mid 2000s oh, oriented this is my wheelhouse yeah, yeah right okay, exactly so I, I wanted to set it up as like that's where my mind is like i'm very much in 2004 mindset so I, I went with a lot of uh a lot of those so um i forget how we play this do we say tim T yeah you, you have to know how much tim tebow is worth or do you want to guess first or should, should no, no, we do no. when you did denny hamlin <laughs> this is a real throwback we haven't done this for a while i think you did it with denny hamlin and you told me according to celebrity net worth how much he was worth and then you have to tell so me i had if, to guess okay. i had to guess and so, then you tell me and then we do it compared so okay i'm guessing according to celebritynetworth.com tim tebow is worth 24 million dollars wow wow he is worth according to the fine people celebritynetwork.com five million Sounds like he does need you to be his PR person. You would get him up there making I'm 20 shocked he yeah. didn't get more endorsements, to be honest. Well, I was going to say I was going to say 11 was as low as I was going to go. Yeah, it's 5. We need Surprising. to meet the people. We should we should put in a <laughs> PR request to celebritynetwork.com and be like, "Would you like to come on our podcast?" Oh, please come on. The podcast. <laughs> please talk we about would, your We would love to know your methods. Talk about your yeah, like if if I could choose between KFC's secret blend of herbs and spices or celebritynetwork.com's algorithm as far as like knowing the secret, I'm taking the celebrity. Come on. I also are you That on algorithm there? Like, what if, what if that algorithm is worth like 100 million dollars? <laughs> you go is there like have you if you google yourself does like mark titus net worth come up oh, because God. i think I... that in jobs like these people think we make way more money than we do 
I feel like I'm gonna slip. Like I feel like me doing this to myself. I'll is gonna, do it. Like, hold on. Put hold me on, through hold a on. wormhole that like I, I will never it. be able to get out of. Mark Titus net worth. Because you're no worth sixteen way. million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, do you know what these jobs actually? Okay, I now I'm doing mine. I don't think I'm gonna have million? one. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely hilarious. Worth so you're much more than that. It says How disrespectful. I... <laughs> um, let's see if there's is there another website? No. Okay, I'm doing Charlotte Wilder net worth. I'm apparently worth one million dollars, which wow. is also very funny. That is that is six. I, I think someone someone must have saw that I was worth sixteen dollars and and also, misread it as. <laughs> oh my god! I should not have googled this because according to HeightZone.com, there are ten facts on Fox Sports journalist Charlotte Wilder HeightZone.com. Oh no, they Charlotte, this is I'm... bad. Get out! Get out! Get out! Exit! Exit! <laughs> Oh, this is creepy. They actually know a lot about me. All right. Anyway, um, moving on. So, <laughs> All right. So uh, uh, Tim Tebow is worth $5 million, according to CerebroNetwork.com. Okay. Uh, number one on the list, you have to tell me, uh, the lead singer of Yellow Card, his name is Ryan Key. Uh, also, oh, yeah. I'm starting with Avenue, him. Baby. I'm starting with him because uh, Yellow Card's from Jacksonville as well. Tim Tebow, <gasps> Jacksonville. I didn't you know, know that. There's the tie. So uh, the lead singer of Yellow Card, Ryan Key, is he worth more or less than Tim Tebow? Okay, so first of all, Yellow Card, uh, Ocean Avenue was my AAM profile, the lyrics to that for a while. You know, there's a place on Ocean Avenue where he used to sit and talk with you. Don't worry about it. Um, I think he's worth more. He's worth less. $3 what? million. Dollars. No! Oh, that breaks my <laughs> heart. Yeah. <laughs> you break your heart that he has $3 million. Dollars. <laughs> oh, no, poor guy. Capitalism, baby. Uh, uh, all right, next. Next on the list, Misha Barton, star of the OC. More. Uh, $2.5 million. Okay, this Less. is an absolute this garbage. In your brain. Uh, Steve-O. More. $2.5 million. What? <laughs> Less. Tim Tebow is richer than all these icons? <laughs> uh, Clay Aiken. Did he win? He lost, right? Clay Aiken lost American Idol. It's Ruben Stutter Ruben won. Stuttered. Yeah, Ruben Stutter won. Clay Aiken, runner-up, one of the more famous runner-ups in American Idol history. How, I mean, I want to say more, but now I feel like the whole game is that these people are all worth less. So what's your answer? I want to stick to my guns and say more, but I don't want to be wrong. So, I <laughs> so you're say, saying more. Uh, it is more. more. $6 million. Okay. Wow. But, but very, but yeah, it was very close. That's uh, actually, that is that that okay. I am upset now <laughs> that the lead singer of Yellow Card is worth less than Clay Aiken. It's worth half. Me? He's worth half of what Clay Aiken, according to CelebrityNetworth.com, right. who uh, is never every, wrong. Is never wrong. Um, broken system. Shaggy. More. Shaggy, uh, famous for hits such as "It Wasn't Me." Wasn't um, me. An angel. Yes, fourteen million dollars. Yeah, Shaggy. You, you, yeah. He was in a Super Bowl commercial. They pay you for that. <laughs> Tim Tebow won a playoff game. I mean, what's the difference? Yeah, come on. Uh, Kevin Federline. Oh, less. Less one point five million dollars. I would, to I would think that he would have a little bit more money, but maybe I did too. Like part of me thought conservatorship cut off his alimony or something. What I. 
when I when I typed in Kevin Featherheim, I was like, either this is going to be like thirty dollars or like four hundred million. And yeah. There's no in between. <laughs> like one point five is sort of a weird Feels, number. Yeah. But okay, all right. Uh, Kate Gosselin, famous for oh, John Johnny and Kate, Kate plus eight. eight. Yes. The amount that I know about like d-level celebrity reality stars from the 2000s is concerning uh more or less than five million dollars though less five hundred thousand according to celebritynetwork.com that's like not enough to put her eight kids through college i feel what what is the threshold for celebritynetwork.com where they just take you off the site no 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 they'll put they'll embarrass you they'll drag you to they'll be like Charlotte wilder has a thousand dollars and i'll be like oh that is tough Wesley me. Snipes has negative $37 million that he owes the IRS. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, they, they are not protecting anybody, Mark. They are going to uh, just... All right, uh, I, got, I got a handful more. Uh, Michelle Branch. More. More, definitely more. Has oh, to be come more. On. How, let me guess, let me guess. Okay. That's either 15 or 50. It's 15, I'm sorry. Damn it. I shouldn't have said She's it. my go-to um, karaoke song. Uh, Flavor Flav. More. Okay. Uh, you answered that quickly. Um, two million dollars less. What? Less. He had the flavor of love. He had a reality yeah. show. But he also might not be responsible with his money, Charlotte. So that's a good I point. That I forget in. that. I, I, I see. I, in my mind, people are rich if they made a lot of money. Yes. Like in my mind, it's like they don't spend it; they put right, it right into right. a lovely little bank account, and it appreciates. I, I, I'm, I am curious what this algorithm is, how they can figure out how reckless guys are with their money and whatever. Uh, to be, to, I just also want to be clear that your net worth was not on celebritynetworth.com. So we still have faith oh, in the organization. Oh, so, yeah. The other websites aren't reputable, but celebritynetworth.com no, is never still wrong. Uh, Chad Michael Murray or Tim Tebow, oh. who is worth more? More. Chad Michael Murray. $4 million for Chad <gasps> Michael Murray. <laughs> You're like heartbroken. Then. I'm really upset. I thought oh, I wanted all these people to be just like loaded because you know, like that. Maybe it's because that's the age that I was when I was like, I want success. Like, if you're successful once, you should be successful always. And now I'm like the age that these people were when they're making money, and I'm just like watching my future slip away. <laughs> like like all the yachts that I was gonna buy are never gonna materialize. I love I think that. I was rejecting. Uh I love you piling on uh, people that like crap all over billionaires, which like I I can't get enough of, and I think they they deserve it, whatever. But like Bezos goes to space on his penis, and um, <laughs> everyone's like, screw this guy, screw his billions, and I'm like, whatever. yeah, screw this guy. And and you're 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 like, yes, yeah, screw this guy, and you're with everyone. Uh, why is he making so much money when Chad Michael Murray is only making four million dollars, and everyone looks at you like, what, dude? You're worried about? I know. Everyone's like, Bezos goes to space. He could solve healthcare. He could solve the climate crisis if he just gave that money to. And I'm like, uh, he could make Chad That's Michael right. Murray rich, and he's going to space. Do you understand that Misha Barton is yeah. only worth two point five? Two point five. The guy, I have yellow card, whose name I don't uh, even know. I have two more on the list. Uh, okay. Frankie Muniz. Oh, he is. Less. Frankie Muniz. How do you say Muniz? 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 Mooney? Frankie Mooney? Frankie Bushimi uh, <laughs> is worth $30 million, according oh. to celebritynetwork.com. So if you see him. What was him, he in? 
if you see him at a bar in West Hollywood, Charlie, go introduce yourself. Oh um, uh, yeah. He was so Malcolm I mean, in the middle. Frankie Malcolm in the middle. Oh, yeah, see, Ma- I got yeah. him confused with never mind. Okay. Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, right, right. Uh, finally the, the last one, uh insane clown posse. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) they don't strike me as being particularly great at saving. So I'm going to say less. They are worth astronomically more. They, the group is worth $30 million. And then each individual guy, if you search, I'm not going to say their names, whatever their stupid clown posse juggalo names are. Each guy is worth $13 million. (laughs) (laughs) Remember how you said you were going to cheer me up in this episode? (laughs) Yeah. Chad Michael Murray, four million, and then say Cloud Posse Chad thirty. Mike- Is there no justice in this sweet world? Capitalism wow. sucks. Capitalism <laughs> blows. That is your first. At, like, if Chad Michael Murray is worth less than Tim Tebow, like all hope is lost. Go to a go to an anti-capitalism rally, and your sign just says Chad Michael Murray deserves, deserves more. Do <laughs> you know what I did? I actually, I'm not going to tell the story. I'll tell you. I'll tell so you we all, so we all yeah. uh, the, the only other thing I wanted to hit before we get out of here is Travis Kelsey shaving his beard. Your thoughts? Yes, please. Uh, my thought, my own, my main thought, to be honest, Mark, is that I didn't realize he had a beard until he shaved it. Mm. If you had asked me before this week, does Travis Kelsey have a beard? I would have said no, because it just looked like his face. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And then he shaved it and I was like, oh, that looks like, you know, a youth minister. Yeah, how how jarring is because I, I I guess the the big uh, if if you were to boil down the reaction into one simple re- the consensus I guess is mm. the word I'm looking for <laughs> was that this is horrifying that Travis Kelsey was a handsome man then he shaved his face he is no longer handsome he is terrifying to a lot of people what say you and to, I don't to, agree with that I think I don't either I think, yeah. you know I think he's a good looking guy I. I think he's lovely. I mean, I've talked to him a few. We once rode a roller coaster together, which is a bizarre <laughs> turn of events. But it was actually a roller coaster inside the Mall of America, which is perfect. A, As you it, do. perfect, yes. And um, I've interviewed him a few times. He's also always been lovely, and the beard didn't seem to be like the source of all of his powers or whatever. You know, like I yeah. think he looks he looks good he looks different he does look more like a i will say he looks like a suburban dad a little bit but that's yeah. not a bad thing yeah he looks like he's done playing football and now he's coaching his 7 year old yeah and and he he's showing up to practice and yeah yeah like he's a so, money manager in nashville <laughs> right right uh my my immediate reaction to this mm-hmm. though was yeah. i cared less about what he looks like in that discussion and i cared more about like what is the branding play here? Because Travis Kelsey's up to something. I smell it. I see it. Oh, I don't know if anyone else sees it. There's I something going on here. Uh, and I say that because a month ago, you might remember, he just out of nowhere drops the bomb that like his name is not Kelsey. It's Kells. Yeah. It's pronounced Kells. And, and oh, so there's like a Kelsey. transformation. Yeah, and I'm, I'm curious what the hell he has up his sleeve. I don't think we've seen the last of Travis Kelsey pulling these shenanigans. I think there's there's an obvious playbook that he's he's got where he's like, all right, so in July, I'm going to hit him with the Kells. August, I'm going to shave the beard. What's September hold? I don't know, Charlotte, but I'm on you, know, you Travis. I see that it. checks out. That checks out because I emailed his agent. I emailed his rep for – well, first of all, I asked if Travis would come on the podcast, but that was yesterday <laughs> afternoon, and she has not emailed me back. Not um, I, I said if he can't come on the podcast, 
could we get a statement from him about the beard? Mm-hmm. And she, you know, she's always emailed me back in the past. So I get the sense that maybe Travis Whoa. is trying to duck the story. What are they hiding from? Whoa. One, one might very well wonder. Whoa. So we got it. We got a we did not that. return request for comment from Travis Kelsey on the beard. So I'm, we're breaking news here, Mark, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, when, when, what, uh, the other thing I thought of when I saw he shaved his beard, uh, I thought of, uh, our producer, Jim Cunningham, who, when I got my haircut, sent me the Jim mm-hmm. Morrison quote that said, some of the worst mistakes in my life were haircuts. And <laughs> Jim. <laughs> he sent me that and I was like, you son of a bitch. You're so, that's, that's so true. And I, I felt that way about Travis Kelsey that, uh, just sometimes like every, every guy goes through it. If you, any, any man that's ever grown out his, grown out his beard, um, cuts it or grow you grow out your hair whatever you cut it because you're like i'm sick of this i gotta get rid of it and then you look in the mirror and you immediately regret it and you're like what have i done this is a horrible i mean mistake. i i don't have a beard but i have nightmares that someone cuts my ponytail off so we've talked I don't about know this what right yeah we have because i was like what is the recourse like can you sue that person if you right oh yeah oh god if we you have... fell asleep and i just like cut your hair is that i also is that assault? Last night. i think it's assault right <laughs> Yeah, that is assault, but I don't think I can file charges. I last night I dreamt that um, our whole team, our whole podcast team, and the people we work with were waiting for me uh, to play beach volleyball, and you guys were all at the beach, but I couldn't find my pants, and so I was I was looking for I didn't have any pants anywhere, and it got dark by the time I found them, and I finally made it out to the beach to to where you guys Whoa. were waiting for me in the parking lot, and you were like, "Well, it's too late." You ruined the whole thing. Is that a recurring? Do you have recurring dreams? No, that, that, that was that the is, first time I woke up like. <laughs> that's a recurring dream I have is that I'm late to something and it's almost always like getting ready for a basketball game or something that like I Weird. forgot my shoes at home. Like I'm in the locker room getting ready and we're getting ready to go warm up. And I'm like, damn it. I left my shoes at home and I go home and I got stuck in traffic. And then yeah. there's a parade coming through that I have to like go this way. And then I, you know, and like just stuff that's keeps what happening. This was. Wow. We got to talk offline about this. Yeah, well, I'll text you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll be fine. Um, uh, so, what is your top five? Because you yes. have a Travis Kelsey related, or Kels. I, did, I don't uh, know what we're saying. Kel, yeah, it's it really is like a. St- he, it, the, by the way, I don't know if you saw the follow up. Like it was a Stephen Colbert situation where he said like some of his family says Kels and some of it says Kelsey. Oh really? Like when Cole, did I, his I, brother Jason weigh in? Because he's also an NFL player. I don't know. I didn't do enough research. I'm gonna yeah. email the Eagles. I know the Eagles PR person. I'm gonna be like, can we get a res- we oh? I'm gonna get a quote from Jason on Travis. On Travis. Beard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. On what Travis is up to. What is anyway. what is going on? Um, okay. I did. Uh, uh, my list was the top five transformations in sports mm-hmm. that have that have ever happened. Physical tr- or just transformations. You understand what I mean? Travis Kelsey yeah. shaved his beard. It's a transformation. It's it's taking some time to get used to this. Um, and I'm trying to think of other examples that came to mind and uh here here are my top five so you ready at number five i have tom brady's trek into the uncanny valley where he started (laughs) which has become like this off season in particular like we've all we've all kind of like been tracking tom brady the the model you know his his arc is like the met ball you know the uh, commercials but it became especially jarring this offseason when Mac Jones gets drafted by the Patriots, and I see the flashback pictures of Tom Brady when he was drafted, and you got the picture of him where he's, his shirt's off and he's, like, slouching and looks like he's got a little bit of a belly and he, whatever. 
And then Charlotte, just this past week or whatever, mm -hmm. past 10 days at the Hall of Fame with Tony Dungy, and he looks like a <laughs> wax figure. Yeah. And it just like thinking about this offseason of Tom Brady after winning the Super Bowl and thinking about where he started and where he ended up in his physical appearance. It is uh it is jarring. It is it is uncanny. He is uh, yeah, he's he's <laughs> handsome but it's like a little too much and a little too like someone in my life who will not be named said to me that Tom Brady looks like I don't know if this is misogynist or not, but no, go for it. Looks like the like the moms at a private high school in New England who've had a lot of work done. <laughs> and I'm not telling you who said that, um, but it was a wise person. Who yeah. Said those kids. yeah. Um, and I don't know that I. I think I had. I think I made a plan with myself never to say that on air, and I've just. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Just like let it fly. But he is. Um, uh, he is. Um, like if if you asked me, is Tom Brady handsome? I would say yes. He's handsome for whatever that is that he is. <laughs> he's handsome in a way that is. Mm, I don't know any. Yeah, he's, he's handsome he's both in a photoshopped sense. He's both extremely handsome and he looks like something I would never ever want to wake up and look like at the same time. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like the, that's how he. That's where he's at. I thought you were going to say wake, wake up next to. Yeah, wake like, up. <laughs> like you know, they're like Jason Momoa, for example, Charlotte. If I could look like that, dude, that'd be pretty cool. I would take it. Yeah, sure, sign me up. Okay. Tom Brady, also extremely handsome. If I could look like him, I'm going to go ahead and pass on that one. Don't <laughs> I don't, <laughs> which is. <laughs> I think I, I would, given those two choices, I would go with Tom Brady because I think that he, you know, then I yeah, because Jason Momoa would have never great won skin because <laughs> he never won a Super Bowl for the New England yeah. Patriots. That's why right. we all know the yeah. answer. Uh, number, <laughs> number four on my list: Shaka Smart growing his hair out this past season. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know how in tune you are with the head coach, the former head coach of the uh, Texas Longhorns. No, I saw team. that. You know Weirdly, the story. Believe yeah. it or not. He uh he he made the 2011 Final Four. That was like his his crowning achievement as a basketball coach. He was a young guy, uh, coaching VCU, and he had a shaved head. And he has had a shaved head ever since then, up until this year. He starts the season with like a little baby fro. He's got mm -hmm. like a little curly hair going, and it was jarring. It was staggering. Um, and Texas opens the season winning the Maui Invitational in Nashville, North Carolina. Uh, they beat North Carolina on a buzzer beater that, that Tate mm -hmm. and I were at the game and I, it was, it was unbelievable. And, uh, I, uh, I thought to myself, I think his hair might be magical. Texas got up to rank fourth in the country this year. Um, they had a great season and then it all came crashing down in the NCAA tournament. They lost in the first round to Abilene Christian. Yeah. But, um, that was my favorite because like, as the season progressed, I genuinely thought he had magical powers. I thought his hair like made him a better coach. I believe in that. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I think you know, look, dress for the, dress for the part you want. Like, grow, yeah. like have the hair for the confidence. The I'm. Yeah. <laughs> oh um, no, God. I. How's the, the the Charlotte as a Peloton instructor to be like, guys, listen, it's Monday morning. We're on the bike though. We're getting after it today. Today we're gonna go out there and we're gonna, just, you know, just like. Uh, we're gonna get get it. We're gonna um it's gonna be so good, everyone. <laughs> just give me okay. I, I need a hundred cadence or you know, just like you know, just whatever. Just like get let's get to whatever on the cadence. So just kinda No, it'll know. it'll be this. It'll be 
Monday morning. Welcome to Peloton. I'm so excited to have you. We're going to work up a sweat. <gasps> I'm already. Okay, give me one second. Okay. And then like I run out of breath immediately trying to do the workout. Um, okay. Uh, I, number number three on my list, uh, James Harden's entire existence, basically. Yep. Uh, the beard, uh, which he did not have initially. People forget, Charlotte. He used to not have the beard, and then he had the beard. There was a time in James Harden's life when he did not have the extremely beard. Extremely different. Yes. Without the beard. It's, it is crazy. Um, but more importantly, the weight fluctuations are hilarious and they are yeah. ongoing. There is no telling right this second how much James Harden weighs within a it's range of forty fair, pounds. No one It's knows. not fair because James Harden can go to town on like every buffet in sight and then a week later show up cut and yes. jacked out of his mind. And I'm like Remember when he option? went like, on? That'd be great. Remember when he went on one hike and apparently lost like 130 pounds and looked like he was dying when he came down down from <laughs> yeah. the mountain? And I was like, "Whoa!" Weird. You're like, "Are you okay?" And then that was in like May of last year, and then in December it was was the most famous picture of him just <laughs> being an absolute balloon, warming up in like, season, loaded in his jersey in season. <laughs> and then this year, same thing. He's he's he is preposterously literally. A week later, after the after the balloon after picture, the he's with the Nets and looking like <laughs> in better shape than I could even dream of. Makes zero sense. It, it baffles it. the mind. And uh, uh, by the way, the 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 uh, James Harden disciple to keep an eye on Zion Williamson. A lot of the same oh. vibes coming out of the Zion Williamson camp huh. that James Harden's got going on. Cannot figure out if that guy is out of shape or in shape at any given. Remember, remember the moment. It's, remember like getting ready for the bubble. The picture of Zion where he's wearing the mask in the weight room. And he's yeah. like, he looks like a Greek god. He's yeah, he's, he's unbelievably made of chiseled. marble. Yeah, and then you the next it's February, you're like, yeah. Two weeks later, he's like, he's like a guy that won't take his shirt off at the pool. <laughs> you're like, what? like what's going on here? Uh, anyway, try to try to figure that out. So I, I got James Harden. Just uh, everything James Harden's got going on is number three okay. on my list. Uh, number two is not a physical transformation. It is more of a, uh, uh, a persona transformation. When Chad mm -hmm. Johnson changed his name to Chad Ochocinco mm. and um, just really leaned into that whole era of the NFL when him and Terrell Owens were – Basically, they took the NFL by storm and yes. just like every Bengals game. They actually played together on the Bengals. But uh, Terrell Owens and Chad Johnson, that era of the NFL was absolutely hilarious. The the it touchdown was. celebrations, the the press conferences, Terrell Owens doing crunches. Like So what, what made this funny to me is like Ron Artest is another great example when he changed his name to Metal World Peace. And Ron Artest was kind of like the Chad Johnson of basketball. Yes. But Ron Artest, there was always like a tinge of like, is this guy crazy? Like we're trying to figure out like, should we be laughing with him? Are we laughing at right. him? Is I don't really know well? what's going on here. I don't really. Chad Ochocinco, for whatever reason, I just felt like we're all laughing with him. Like he, he's just, this, he's very obviously just leaning into like making this a clown show. And uh, it made it so fun. It was so fun to follow the NFL then. It was also a great way that I remembered his number. Yeah. Which we should point out is Tom not 85. 85 in Uno Spanish is not Ochocinco. 85 in Spanish is not Ocho Cinco, by the way, which is uh, was always the funniest part to me. That yeah, but it's the eight and the five. <laughs> right, but like that's what makes it funny is that he Chad eight five. <laughs> Chad eight five. Yeah. <gasps> and then he legally changed his name. Everything about it was hilarious. And, and then he so, changed it back. Like he's Chad Johnson again. He's Chad Johnson. And then he kind of did the Tebow deal where he was like trying out for everything. He, I remember he tried out for the Kansas yeah. City uh, soccer team and was like, "Why not? I'm gonna try it." 
I'm just gonna try. See, it's out. funnier when Ocho Cinco does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he does it, you're like, "Live your truth, man." And Tebow does it, and you're like, "How dare he?" How dare he? <laughs> yeah, no one, no one cared about the 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 guy who sucked at soccer that was also trying to try out for the Kansas City soccer team and didn't get a chance because of Ocho Cinco. You know, right, right. But we all care about a. Oh yeah, he. I forgot about that. The the we, the Noah just guy. He 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 did box. He boxed against the. Uh, who oh box? yeah, he, he boxed against one dude in the. Yeah, he's always trying. That's something. another one that I missed on Tebow. To be honest, he could get. He could become like a UFC um, fighter. Yeah, it's Tim Tebow versus Logan Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Pay per view. Everything sucks. Everything. Okay. Uh, number uh, one. What's your number one? My number one transformation that's ever happened in the world of sports is when Bobby Valentine grew a mustache in ten minutes when he got yes. ejected from a baseball game and then came yes. back out with a mustache <laughs> and sunglasses on. I was so hoping you were going to say that. Yeah, the greatest well, the greatest transformation of all time. He Also, uh, what a name. Yeah. Speaking of names and and that incident, mm-hmm. you know who was on the mound for the New York Mets when Bobby Valentine was ejected? Oh. The guy's name was Pat Mahomes. Oh my. You ever god. heard of him? Pat Mahomes' father, Patrick Mahomes, his father. Oh my god. Was on the mound. And Bobby Valentine, I guess, like tells the story that Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback, was yeah. in the dugout for whatever reason. It was like there. Oh my um, God. I don't know. I did hasty research before this. And uh, he apparently tells a story that like Patrick Mahomes is there. And then Patrick Mahomes was asked about it one time. He's like, What are you guys talking about? <laughs> like, I was <laughs> like, Who's dude? Bobby I Valentine? <laughs> I <don't remember>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, man. You lost me. The That's other, a great list, Mark. The other, the other note I have from that game the home plate umpire that night who tossed Bobby Valentine that made Bobby Valentine have to put on his disguise to yeah. come back. His name was Randy Marsh. How crazy is that? No way. Randy Marsh tossed Bobby Valentine, and then Bobby Valentine went and painted a Randy Marsh mustache on his face and came back out. Oh, my God. It's so good. You know what that reminds me of, too, is you remember when Carlos Beltran drew hair on his head with a Sharpie in 2016? Oh, that was uh, uh, Carlos Boozer. No. Carlos Beltran did this, too? Yeah. Wait, what? (laughs) He drew hair on. I'm pretty sure. I hope so because I I saw him at an event for Pedro Martinez. So what do you say? Carlos is- what do you say? Remember the athlete named Carlos who painted his hair on? You have to say which one. <laughs> which Carlos? And they're like the B, Carlos B. And they're like, no, which one? Uh but I asked Carlos Beltran about that. I was like, hey man. <laughs> It was like the Chris Farley interviews where he's like, remember when you like were in the Beatles and Paul McCartney? He's like, yeah. And he's like, that was awesome. I was like, hey, Carlos, remember when you painted your hair on in the dugout? And and he was like, yeah. And I was like, that was funny. <laughs> and then like the conversation was over. Oh anyway, uh, speaking I of, can't uh, think of a better sp- list. On- speaking of Carlos and uh- – alter egos and everything remember uh what was the, the wiener guy anthony wiener when he went by carlos danger <laughs> how great of a story was that what a story. Out, of, out of control so oh, well, i know I- someone who now plays on a men's hockey league with him in new york he's back he's playing he's playing men's hockey in new york it's or maybe that's who is the other one who is the Anthony Weiner is at the uh, Disgraced Politician Summit with the uh, Tokyo mayor. No, the guy was the mayor, too, the Japanese mayor. <laughs> Talking about Carlos Tanger. Oh, man. All, All right, right, folks. Is that it? I think that's it, man. We had a – it was a good – That was fun. 
A lot of tangents I, on that I bad boy. I feel better than I did when we You know started. what? I'm going to call for these emails. I want your okay. celebrity net worth. What is the most staggering celebrity net worth uh, yes. thing you can find? I, I, I implore all of our listeners, go to celebrity net worth. Tell me what you find that is noteworthy. What blew your mind the What most? blew your mind? Good or I bad? Also, I also just want to say real quick, um, the on Monday's Honorable Mentions, a guy named Sean miller who signed the email dogger miller and drove the wienermobile and i think i have met before on the wienermobile but i'm not entirely sure um he sent me a message and was like thank you for reading my email i want you to know though that dogger was a nickname my dad gave me when i was little and then i got the job driving the wienermobile so it actually predated um his profession <laughs> I think we're at the point where I just that's, like completely short circuit. That's like the that's like the guy who named one of his kids winner and the other one loser and did like the, <laughs> the experiment just to see what happened. I had a he friend named, whose last name yeah. was Foot growing up, and her grandfather was a podiatrist. So something to that. Your yeah. dentist is named Crentist. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. It's, I think about that at least once a week. Okay. All, All right. right. Tennis emails. Bye. Oh my god. We can't land the plane. We can't land the plane for anything. <laughs>